Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. really a test of your ability to see if you can spot when somebody is lying to you and not just by looking at them you'll just have to do it by listening to them uh, someone our guest is going to come on they'll tell you three things about themselves short easy simple things about themselves but two of the things are true one is not true one is made up one is a lie and it's your job tonight here on room 104 to try and figure out which one of those three things is of course bs if you uh, think you know just WhatsApp us in the first, second, or third story when you hear them. It's 87 9714 Joining us now is someone who has supported Dermot Kennedy on his tour. She's played alongside James Bay, the Marquis, live the Marquis in Cork, uh, gigged alongside people like Gavin James, Codeline, Amelda May, uh, her own, her newest EP called The Magic of Christmas, I believe has been produced by herself as well, putting the rest of us all to shame and doing absolutely nothing in lockdown. We're delighted to welcome on Irish singer and songwriter, the wonderful Lyra. How are things? I'm great altogether. How are you keeping? Yeah, good. Yeah, we're doing good. good. Now, I was yeah. listening to a few um, interviews with you recently, and you are so bloody funny. Oh, thanks. So it's just because when I get nervous, I just say anything and everything that comes to my mind. I like have no filter at all. <laughs> oh, this could be a very good interview. Let's try and ask really awkward questions, like you know, can we ask you a oh, personal no. question, Lyra? <laughs> And we're like, oh God! Don't no. put her on the spot. I know we won't put you on the spot. Listen, thanks for coming on this evening. By the way, we do appreciate it. But uh, is that true? Is your latest um, EP? Did you decide to do that at, on your own, locked away in your own room, while the rest of us were all making excuses, doing Zoom quizzes, and hating life? I did. I just decided, you know, what I have loads of time on my hands, so I might as well give my hand to producing and see how I do and stuff like that. And then. I decided on top of it that I just give myself two weeks to do the whole thing. So I was really like putting the gun to my own head and be like, Jesus, would you do it? If so, you're going to yeah, do it, make sure you give yourself a, a little bit of a mini stroke with all the stress, I exactly, suppose. Exactly, yeah. Why not? Just go crazy at Christmas. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, obviously, it is Christmas themed, which I absolutely love. And I listen to it and it's fab. So the magic of Christmas. Did it take long to kind of write these songs? And did it just kind of roll? Or what? what way did you... Feel it kind of was like I was sitting at, oh, over in England and I was like geez I hope I get home for Christmas like I was like oh my gosh I, if I get stuck here now I'm screwed and I was kind of thinking about Christmas at the time and I was like just thinking about two Christmas decorations falling in love and said I'm going to write a song about that I don't know was it after wine or not <laughs> probably was and uh, I sat down literally wrote it in a day and I sent it to my manager like literally on a voice note and I was like 
what do you think of this? Like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this, what is it? Like, there's something about just like sticky in my mind that I really love it. And she's like, oh my God, I love it. Definitely just go ahead. Yeah, Harry, did like, you say right two Christmas it. decorations falling in love? I love this. Yeah. It's about two Christmas decorations falling in love, but they only come alive at Christmas time. So they can only be together at Christmas and then everything comes alive. It's the magic of Christmas. Did your manager say, oh my Definitely God, it's amazing. And then R- Rhea refer you to a psychologist and go, listen, Lyra, it's been fun, but wow, we've got to sort this out. Yeah. She's like, decorations do not talk. I love each other, by the way. I was like, mine do, girl. I'm afraid of industry. But you have the most amazing voice as well. Do you know, you actually remind me uh, a lot of Florence Welch. That's, oh, I don't know. You've thank just, you. Yeah, it's a beautiful voice. I could listen to all day. You know, one of those singers that you just wouldn't get bored of them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, nice. I call myself Marmite. I'm like a kind of a lover, a hate kind of voice, kind of vibe, I feel. Some people are like, Jesus, you're so loud. And some people are like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Like, oh God. Even my dad, like, sometimes is, can you do a quiet song? I'm like, <laughs> no, I can't. There's <laughs> such a uh, trying to be sensitive, but such a weird Irish backhanded kind of. Oh, that's lovely now, but would you do like a, something quiet now? Would you try yeah. sing silence we there for three hymn. minutes? Yeah, <laughs> do a lovely hymn, do a funeral hymn now. We'd all like that now. Get some triangular <laughs> sandwiches and soup, and we'll be uh, oh my God. absolutely flying. Right. Anyway, um, we'll we'll crack on with this. You know the deal, right? We bring you on to play Poker Face. You tell us three things about yourself and uh, two are true, one is not true and we have to try and figure out which one you're lying about. So are you good to go with the first thing? I'm good to go. Right, okay. Are you ready to go? We're, we're ready to go. Remember, if you think you know uh, which story Lyra is lying to you about this evening, let us know. You can drop us in a WhatsApp either the first story, second or third to 87 But go on, give us the first thing you have this evening for us, Lyra. Right, so my first time playing at Electric Picnic, I obviously was like a bag of nerves, really excited and everything. Then got out on stage and the tent was absolutely packed. I was expecting it to be like tumbleweed.com. So <laughs> I was delighted with myself. And then anyway, got a bit confident through the set and then I was singing Falling, which is like one of my favourite songs. And it's kind of one that you can really get up and dance at, but I can't dance. So I was like dancing away to myself, having an out-of-body experience, kind of noticed that everyone was like looking at me and I was like, well, by the way, I can't dance, so if we all want to crap dance with me together, let's just go for it. And then I just done the crab across the stage in front of everyone. You did the crab? Mm. That's not easy. Full gun crab. Like crabbing along like yeah. I was like in the office. Oh, what's the crab again? Is it like the Ricky Gervais thing with the... You know, yeah, that. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant you were getting down on all fours and you were doing the crab across the stage. <laughs> Different Girl, video. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's on Lyra's OnlyFans account that is a six euro a month to subscribe to. No, right. <laughs> oh, God. Right, my next story fee is Go on. the time that I was staying in Cypress Avenue here at home in Cork and... Um, Normally, my first song is White Lady and the intro comes on first and I let the intro go and then I come out on stage like a mystical creature. Yep. Anyway, I was getting hair and makeup done, taking a bit of time. I didn't think the lads had gone down to play already, heard the intro coming, had to flake it downstairs, fell down the last five steps, absolutely stacked it down on my face, literally had to get up, wipe my hair back and go on stage as if nothing had happened. I felt a tiny bit concussed. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah. I know. Dear wow. God, these performers! I swear to you God, you didn't wind yourself, Renton, and have you know when you wind yourself yeah. as a kid, and you're like, ah, and you can't even cry because you're winded. Seeing the cry, winded. no winding, but I, you know that kind of feeling when you hit your face and you think like, is this numb or is this swollen or what's happening? And yeah. I was like, I don't know, but I need to go. I need to actually get out there. The <laughs> intro does not last that long. <laughs> right. Okay. That's the second so that story was one. and the final one. 
And my last one is, I got invited to the U2 after party for their Joshua Tree album tour that they were doing. Yep. And um, so I was walking out with Gavin James and all the amazing people that I look up to, and they're all getting their cars, like the blacked out cars are ready to go to sing. And they were like, oh, is your car coming? I was like, yeah, it's just obviously running late. Anyway, had no car, booked to go, nothing. And uh, ended up my brother coming with me, getting on a Dublin bike. I got in the basket and we cycled over to the after party and on the Dublin bike. <laughs> now, so they're my stories. Because I, I've, I'm not going to lie, I've stalked you a little bit, Lyra, to be honest. And as I said, I've kind of <laughs> maybe heard one of these stories before. Oh, have you? So now I oh, only no, have two know. to oh, choose no. from. Because oh. I know one is definitely well, correct. Well, well keep them to yourself. I'm will. just wondering, like, when you were in that, um, the back of the, or on the, was it a rickshaw or a Dublin bike thing that you got? A Dublin bike. Right, were you in, like, full get-up, full gown, full sparkly dress kind of thing? I wasn't in, like, full sparkles. I was just wearing, like, a sparkly pants and the top. Like, I wasn't, like, full-blown stage mode, because I think right, they were yeah. like, who is your one? <laughs> but I was sitting in the basket, and my brother was cycling it. And did anyone see you when you arrived, or were you able to kind of just sneak in? Oh yeah, sure. We stopped outside the Shelburne and just like packed up the, the bike and walked in. <laughs> Queuing in behind a load of limos and a load of cars and a load of Range Rovers and then just yeah, hello, my God, we, Lyra has I was arrived. Like, no one has a clue who I am, so I was like, second, we'll just get the bike. Okay, um, well maybe Sisha, you shouldn't reveal anything just yet. I won't. So you know which one of these stories is is true anyway. One I know of one of the one of the three that is definitely true. Okay, that's interesting. I'm. Mm-mm. Mm. Don't give us any clues yet. Yeah, hang on. We won't. We won't say anything just yet. Um, I don't know. All of these stories sound incredibly plausible and quite possibly true. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, and you think you haven't nailed, and you know which one she's lying about, uh, just WhatsApp us number one, two, or three to oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Maybe um, let me know what you think because I'm stuck. I'm like falling down the stairs. Probably happened to every performer at some stage. Whether before or after a gig. You I know? would have said so, yeah. Um, EP. Especially in the boots I wear. There you go. <laughs> um, EP, you know, crab walking across the stage. A moment. I would have been a beautiful EP yeah. moment. Anything goes at EP. So I can see that happening as well. Um, cycling to the U2 after party. As, as well, yeah, it's, it's a very, again, it's a very Irish thing to do. It would be now, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Saving the bobs, you know? I'm going to lock in number one. I'm going to say number one is a lie. No, so there was no crab walking at Electric Picnic. I don't think there was, no. Um, okay, I'm going to say... Ugh, God. I'm going to go with either two or three. What will I lock in here now? I'll go with... I think number three is true. I think that story is true. I think cycling up to the after party on the bike is true. I'll say number two is the is the made-up story this evening. Don't say anything just yet, Lyra. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll hold off that's what I'm going with but again I don't know 0876797104 uh, Alan has said number one he's going with you as well yeah Daryl good evening Daryl has said Daryl I hope it's number one Daryl best of luck with that anyway number two comes in from Adele she's going with the same one that I'm going with Jacinta thinks it's number three um, most people can't seem to decide there's, there's no trend no not of not ah, of no, okay, not okay. Of Lyra would you consider yourself a good liar no, I'm shaking like a leaf here. I feel like I'm in like CSI Miami. I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting scared. I'm going down. That's yeah. the thing when it's when it's over phone. We can't see your expression. We can't see if you're going red. 
Oh, you would definitely see me. I'm literally like rosy, <laughs> Mac rosy cheeks. Okay, so you, you, your cheeks go red when you lie. You get a bit shaky. Yeah, oh, I do. Good to I know. I get the rosiest cheeks ever. My make bar saw is like, I need to get such strong concealer for those Irish cheeks here. So I'm like, <laughs> I know. They're shockers. Right. Um, okay, well, listen, here's what we'll do. We'll give uh, a few more moments for people to um, WhatsApp in and see if they know. Are you all right to hang on for a, a few moments? Oh yeah, I'm just sitting here watching the holiday sometime. Grant, okay. I love it. Multitasking. Tell you what we'll do. Uh, yeah. Lyra, you hang on there on the line for a couple of minutes. Let us know one, two or three is it actually sorry Lyra, will you recap those three very, very quickly again? Yeah. So number one was the crab dance in Electric Picnic. Number two was falling down the stairs before going on stage. And number three was cycling a Dublin bike to the U2 after party. Right. Okay, there you go. Hang on there for a second, uh, for a moment, uh, Lyra. There are the three. Which one is not true? We want to know which one do you think she is spoofing us about tonight? 0876797104. Is it the first, second or third? One, two or three to our WhatsApp number and we'll see if you can get it correct and right this evening. And um, we'll take a few more guesses after Dermot Kennedy. This is all my... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. All you're trying to do this evening is figure out which one of three stories is not true, is made up, is a lie. If you think you're good at spotting when someone is spoofing you, listen up. Joining us this evening is someone whose brand new EP, The Magic of Christmas, is available to stream and download and get right now. Irish singer and songwriter, Lyra, are you still with us? I'm still here. Okay. Very good liar so far. Yeah, very good. Everyone seems to be split on their opinions with this. So the three stories you had for us again, Lyra, are what? So, crabbing across the stage at Electric Picnic, um, falling down the stairs before going on stage, and cycling to the U2 concert on a Dublin bike in the basket of one. In the basket of one. That's impressive. Very, very impressive that anyone would be able to fit into that. Right, so you're just trying to figure out which one of those three stories is not true. Which one is Lyra lying to us all about tonight? One, two, or three. Oh, eight, seven, six, seven, nine, seven, one, four. One and three are... Great stories. It's really hard to know. So um, number two, somebody has picked. That is in from uh, Dean. Yeah, I agree, Dean. Um, uh, Ronan has said number two. Maddie, what are you saying? I'm saying number one. Now, why are you saying number one? I don't know. I just, I can't see her coming out. It's playing, she said. Was it she was playing? No, no, Electric Picnic. Oh, Electric Picnic. All right. Now, does that that change anything for you? No, not really, because I just I thought the crab thing was down in her hands and her and her legs. So, so did kind I. Of, so yeah, did, yeah. But um, I I don't know what the. Other- Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The club thing is, what is that? Laura, what is that? What is what? The crab thing. What is it? How? What is your oh, crab thing? It's it's like you know when you do your arms and your legs at the same time, like the, uh, Ricky Gervais from The Office. It's basically that. So yeah, are you, you walking on your hands? Like? I do it all the way across the stage. But you're walking are you on using your, feet? your hands to walk, like. Yeah. All right, yeah. You're not bending over doing the crab that you learned in gymnastics. <laughs> all right, yeah, I know that. You're going to twist your hands around your knees. Out of my dress. Yeah. My God. No, you, I can't imagine you doing that across the... <laughs> no, I can't either. So I'm going to say number one as well. I'm going with you. Yeah. yeah. So, you, Saoirse, you and Maddie are going with number one being We're going to go with BS. number one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, ha- Maddie, hang on there for a second if you can. Um, Lyra, are you a fan of The Office? I've watched it a few times. I wouldn't say, like, I'm a raving fan, but, like, I've watched it a few times. I can appreciate the funniness of no, it. No, you, you, you can just come out and say, no, you hate it. It's yeah. fine. You'll Cormac. morally offend me, but don't worry about it. Cormac is obsessed. Yeah. Oh, no. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to add Lyra to my list of enemies now. The list is growing. <laughs> oh, Hang on no. till I get my black book out. <laughs> Someone just messaged in saying that. they've seen you at Gavin James. Amazing. Oh, thank you, you so much. Okay. Um, story number three, Megan has said because she... Oh, oh, oh. Story number three, because she changed it from the after party to the concert for her last description. Oh. Oh, oh no. Right, oh. Lyra, they're shaking. Her face is on fire now. <laughs> no, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you've been caught. We should do this with a lie detector. Yeah. And next time people are allowed in the studio, we'll bring a lie detector and see if anyone can pass it. Um, oh. Okay, here's what we'll do. Right, um, we'll we'll via process of elimination. Two of the stories are obviously true. So, could you tell us uh, one of the stories? Reveal one of the stories that's 100 percent true. Number three is completely true. Oh, I Megan, knew it. out of it. I had heard yeah. that and was shocked to the core. Thought if Bono I seen know. you. Hopefully he would have given me a high five and been like, you go, girl. <laughs> would have been like, get in the limo, will you? Yeah. God's sake. Jumped on the bike, Richard. I was like, you? thank God, my arse is killing me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's impressive. How do you, those baskets aren't that big. No, they're not. They're not that big. But literally, we had beforehand, like, bear in mind, I'd never been to anything like this in my life. So beforehand, when we got the party before the concert there was free drinks so obviously we were just like necking them down us well I couldn't feel anything I was just like woo <laughs> got into the rolls <laughs> always drink responsibly visit drinkaware.ie and don't <laughs> neck them down like Lyra did for legal reasons um, Maddie you're don't still in the game okay <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's having a great time listen you're still in the game alright you've gone with number one along with Saoirse I was just saying there go on the rebels down Cork like you know <laughs> are you from Cork as well Oh no, not too far away now, about 30-something miles. That's fairly close now. Fairly close, yeah. In, in yeah. country mileage. We're, we're right. down there in South Tipperary there, um, just outside, just near Mitchstown. Tip, Tip and Cork aren't meant to get along now, we know this. Uh, oh, right. we get on all right. Oh, grand, grand. Hang on there, Maddie Ray, still in the game. So that leaves uh, story number one, story number two, so both myself and you, and Maddie, and anyone else, if you've texted in saying one or two, being the lie, is... Uh, not true. So you're saying... I'm going to say number one is the lie. So you're saying the crab walking at Electric Picnic is BS. Yes. And I'm going to go with uh, falling down the stairs. 
before the gig is is the lie. We might as well get this over and done with now. Uh, Lara, will you finally reveal to us tonight which one of those stories is not true? So the story that isn't true is me falling down the stairs before. <gasps> Woo! Yes! Yes! Oh, I love it when I'm right with these things. This is amazing. Oh Seriously, you're wrong. Unreal. Oh, there we go. She did the crap across the stage at Electric Picnic and I missed it. She did the crap across the stage at Electric Picnic. I didn't go that year for God's sake. Oh, God. Hang on there a second, Lyra. Maddie, apologies. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. What? You, you got that one wrong, unfortunately. Uh, that actually did happen. So number story number one was not uh, was not BS. Story number two actually happened. But listen, we'll throw you down for some Room 104 beer mats next time well, we're out. Open up. Number one did happen or didn't happen? Did not happen. Uh, did happen. Number did one happen. did happen. So unfortunately. Oh, did it? All right. No bother. Listen, Maddie, you uh, look after yourself, all right? And thanks for popping on. We'll chat yeah, you soon. No bother. Stay on sound, lads. We'll see you again. Good Take up. it easy, sir. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks for that. Uh, you're going to have to explain in great detail then. So the first story uh, did happen. And the cra- did, yeah. and the crab walking went down well. Yeah, literally, I literally once I stopped doing it, I was like, "Did I actually just do that in front of all these people? Did I actually?" Or I was just having so much fun, and like as I said, I can't dance anyway. So I, I just said to everyone, "I can't dance, but I love dancing to the song." So everyone just do like your worst dance with me, and then I just crabbed across the stage. And did they all? And my brother on? was filming it, and he was like. Oh yeah, that happened. That went down like a storm. Everyone was like cheering. Sure, sure everyone loves a bit of a laugh and a bit of a you know. Yeah, a bit of random stuff for electric picnics. Yeah. Like yeah, that was an iconic highlight. Did you see that year Lyra Crab walked across the I stage? Know. They're like, I was there. It was a spiritual, religious moment, and I'll never forget it. Like my moment when Mark McCabe played Maniac. That first for the first time in like fourteen years, almost cried. It was ridiculous. Then he played it seven more times in a row. And we we're like, "Listen, Mark, we're out here now. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, well, listen, Lyra, thanks a million for coming on again. Your brand new EP is out right now, "The Magic of Christmas." Go download it. Go stream it. Go support our Irish acts in any way, shape, or form. You can follow Lyra at this is Lyra on Instagram. You're on Spotify with millions upon millions of streams. Anyway, so do go search for The Magic of Christmas. It's produced by herself in her own bedroom while the rest of us were doing nothing. She's putting us all to shame. But listen, uh, we'd love to play um, one of the tracks that we have here from uh, you, New Day. But would you do the honours of introing it here on F104 this evening? Yep. Um, I'm delighted to have played the game. I absolutely loved it and enjoy my song, New Day. Lovely, Lyra. Thanks a million for popping on. We'll chat you again soon. Thanks a million. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. And the reason She's back. Captain Thomas is back. <laughs> uh, the reason we're playing this, this happy music, we want to take a moment and celebrate your Zoom moments of 2020. You might have been stuck to them whether you're in college and have been forced to sit through endless boring lectures. Maybe you're a teacher and you've had to try and teach students via Zoom, which must be hell. So hard work. Or maybe you're just a bog standard 9 to 5 office worker and loads of your meetings have now been shifted onto the video platform. It doesn't have to be Zoom, by the way. It can be, what's the other one? Teams and Skype and Google Hangouts and whatever it is. We just want to know some of the more standout Zoom moments that you have had. So 0876797104. We don't want good ones. We want more embarrassing, awkward, horrible situations. Either you or your co-workers have found themselves in via Zoom. Yeah, now I got a message in there from Lorna who Hi, said, Lorna. I didn't think this could happen but someone in my Zoom lecture left their camera on and went to the bathroom and we could see everything. Oh no. Oh, could you imagine? How does that even happen? 
How does that? Wow. Are you in like a bed sit? Is your sitting room (laughs) facing the toilet? Uh, Some obviously the honourable mentions this year you might have seen were the first one was there's that girl from Dublin who went for a job interview. Yeah. And as the story goes, and as the voicemail that went around the WhatsApps went during the year, she couldn't get her laptop to work, so she cracked out her phone and didn't realise that the background on her phone for Zoom was the uh, the, the adult entertainer who was sitting on the bed with his, with his big member out. And she went to do a job interview, and that was her background. Can you imagine how mortifying that would be? Going for a new job, and the first thing they see... You have to your- just accept it. I mean, they're going to laugh... They're going to clock it straight away. You can't really just start You're not getting that job? About get, yeah, I know. But you can't just be like, hey, bye, I need to leave. Who you was that? Who was that Dublin woman? Does anyone know that Dublin girl who that happened to? Did she get the job? I, w- I wonder if she we did get the job. Know. But would you take the job? Because yeah. then you'd always be known as porno background. I know, but at least your employers would be sound and have a bit of crack. If they're going to hire you and they think that's funny. Yeah. They're obviously sound. Yeah. There was, there was also the Trinity students who were in the middle of a lecture. And they left the camera off, but the microphone on. Oh, yeah. And they started having sex in the bedroom. And everyone could just hear this. Ah, ah, in the middle of like sociology 101. Ah, and a teacher just there going, can the host mute someone else's microphone? That's what I wonder. Can, I don't like, think they can. Like if you are running the meeting, can you mute other people's microphones? Uh, well, hi- on on via Zoom. Hang on a second now. Actually, no, that wasn't Zoom. But you muted me before. We've talked about this already because... Seriously, it wasn't like, me it was Nobby's it fault it was not you, neither of you were wearing earphones so no. the feedback was just bouncing 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 it was so insane it was his his line and he kept muting me so yeah you were able to mute on Google Hang- was that Google Hangout it was yeah so I don't know about Zoom I assume you can but I'd say it would take a few minutes to cop on what was happening yeah there's been loads of those emails sent around so things like that um and also people doing bold things. It was that CNN anchor, I think, who started playing with himself and lost his job? He did, Because yeah. he was on, I forgot, forgot his video was still on. I was at himself on a work call. Good luck, see you, bye. I mean, wait till afterwards. Yeah, like, just wait till afterwards. Let us know. Anyway, any, any Zoom moments? 087-67-97104. This comes in from Tom. Uh, Tom has said, let me see. Um, I have to sit through so many Zoom meetings every day. I was fed up during one and just let out a huge... Ah, uh, for <laughs> Ah, uh, for F's sake, um, I didn't realise my mic was still on. Oh, that happened to somebody in here on a work Zoom mm. thing, actually, not so not so long ago. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, no. They were talking about um, extra work that person needed to do, and then they cursed them out of it. And then the person said, are you okay? Yeah. Is everything okay? And they were like, I'm sorry. Uh, my roommate came in and farted really loudly, <laughs> but because you couldn't see him, everyone thought it was me. <laughs> That's genius. Jessica, that dear is God, absolute genius. That's really embarrassing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other Zoom moments of the year that you've had? Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What is with people bringing their laptop to the bathroom? This comes in from Eric. Another one. Do pe- are people doing this? Are people thinking they can get away with this? Not get away with it, but are people doing this? Hey guys, I was on a Zoom call meeting, and one of my coworkers brought the laptop into the bathroom, turned the camera off, but forgot the microphone. We all heard everything, and now we call him Plops. No. That's even worse than the video being on. How are you, Plops? How are you, Plops? Are you coming down for one? Sir Plops a lot. Sir Plops a lot. Oh, that's mortifying. Oh, my God. If you were on that Zoom, would you not just go, right, lads, let's just hang up? You can't just I just just smashed the the laptop down and throw the laptop out the window. No, but if if you were him and you didn't Uh, know, but everyone else was on the call, you have to just... You have to just cancel this and... (sighs) 
Have the meeting later on when people are present yeah. so you're not listening to their poop sounds. Dear God. God. No. Unable. Oh dear. Right, okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, Adam has said, one of the lads on my team shared his screen and, for- oh no, and I forgot the Pornhub tab was open no. in his browser. Adam, can you let us know on that one? Like, was was it just the tab that he'd forgotten to close or did he open it up onto the screen? Because you might think he'd gotten away with it for a few moments because, you know, you might not see the screen. Wait, are you, you watching it at the same time you're meant to be on your meeting? I don't know, but you know the way everyone has a million tabs open anyway? Yeah. Obviously, Adam, your friend, must have... Uh, Clicked on it and yeah. then shown to everyone. Yeah. Wow, that's bad. My wife came in with no top on to the kitchen. Everyone saw everything. <laughs> Jack. Oh, that is tragic. Yeah, but you have to let people know you're on a call. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're sitting there with, you know, your laptop at the kitchen table, how how did she know that you were on a meeting? Jesus Christ. Oh, dear. Listen, uh, let us know. Any other ones? 0876797104. Any good, embarrassing Zoom moments of your 2020 that you've either done yourself or you've been a witness to? Are people bringing their laptop into the bathroom? Are they bringing it outside? Are they... I don't know, forgetting, forgetting to turn their mic off when they really should be, uh, you know, be a little bit more aware of that. Let us know how mortifying was it. Did they get in trouble? 0876797104. On the way, we'll have music from Julie, but also an interview with a professor about Zoom fatigue and video call fatigue. So if you're sick and tired of all the Zoom meetings and you want to put an end to it, fingers crossed there'll be a little bit of a research and info and credible data. You'll be able to bring back to your boss and go, we need to cancel the Zoom meetings. That's all on the way next here on F104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Here on Room 104, hope you're well. As 2020 draws to a close, one of the one of the words that's just become second nature to everyone now, I think, is uh, Zoom, Zoom meetings. Yeah, they are just painful. And do you know what? It's not even kind of idea of talking to somebody or having a, a meeting because if we were in work, we'd be doing that anyway. But there's something about, you know, sitting there staring at a screen talking over each other that just makes my mind melt. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, if, if you're listening you're doing Zoom meetings on a regular basis, uh, you probably understand, you probably feel a little bit drained or tired after them. But, you know, if you're doing them maybe once a week with family and friends, it's not too bad. But I know some places and friends of mine who are working in different jobs, and you might be the same, are doing two, three, four Zoom meetings a day. And as you said, I think one-on-one Zoom meetings and video calls are, are kind of fine. But when there's like three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in a, in a quote-unquote meeting, it's just there's something, you just feel like smashing your head against the table for a while and you just can't do anything about it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think they're kind of not even drawing to a close anytime soon. People seem to be upping their Zoom meetings for some reason and work um you know, they don't want to be doing that, but that just seems to be the way that managers can keep in touch with them. Uh, 100%. But listen, good news. If you're sick and tired of the constant barrage of Zoom meetings that you have to do, turns out that Zoom meetings may not be a very effective way to do things. Maybe they're actually exhausting you. And another, a new study has come out showing that there is a thing called Zoom fatigue. And fingers crossed you'll be able to bring this into your boss now tomorrow and just kind of say, guys, we should be cutting back on this because the science is in. This isn't very good at all. A new study that's come out 
out of the London South Bank University has shone a light on this thing called Zoom fatigue, which maybe should be your new phrase for the next couple of weeks. Joining us now on the line to talk a little bit more about what exactly it is, how it happens, maybe what you should do to get over this. Uh, Zoom fatigue is Professor of Organisational Behaviour at the LSBU, uh, their business school. Professor Karen Moser, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And I'm really happy that this is on a phone and not on Zoom, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Karen, shed a bit of light because obviously when lockdown happened, nobody knew what Zoom was. It was all this kind of new video technology and now suddenly it's the bane of everyone's life. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was like one, you know, huge online experiment and we just had to move into this and people were thrown into it without any preparation or previous experience and so forth. Uh, So it has really been a huge change and uh, people needed to stop with software like Zoom uh, they have never used before. Um, So the research we did um, on this together with colleagues uh, in Germany actually and at Aston Business School as well in the UK was during the first lockdown in the UK uh, and we um, did diary studies about the daily use of different digital media and how remote working for uh, full-time employees in the UK and with a special eye to uh, recovery time, uh, impacts on well-being and productivity. And what we do find is that overall, generally, it's more tiring and it requires more recovery time than on-site work for various reasons. But we also compared all the different media that you can use. So, you know, emailing, texting, various other text-based chat media, uh, the good old-fashioned phone call or uh, video conferencing of which Zoom is one. It turns out clearly, and this is regardless of your abilities or of your age or of your motivation, uh, Zoom meetings or generally video conferencing is more tiring and requires more recovery time afterwards to actually pop back and again, you know, be well and, and productive the following day. We can explain this because it has very different requirements on, on how we interact with people if we do this uh, in video conferencing, because it, you know, at first sight, it seems like it might enhance interactions because you mm. have a picture and you can see people as, you know, opposed to writing and so forth. But there's several issues with this. And it's exactly as you mentioned in the intro. It's not so much a problem if you have one-on-ones, it's just two people, because then you can actually properly focus on that person, although it's still a two-dimensional image that you receive, even if it's a... And what happens is that, you know, reading facial expressions, non-verbal signals, which is something that is so useful for us, and we do, and we do it you know, unconsciously all the time in in real meetings is almost impossible in the same way online. So we actually still have, you know, reduced social cues. We cannot catch somebody's eye. Video conference, it's impossible. That's, yeah, 100%. That's what I've noticed kind of as well. The problem is when you're looking at a flat screen of nine other people and there's there's that half second delay with the audio as well. So when you kind of finish up, your natural inclination might be to to move on, but then someone has said something and then it's just this awkward tense back and forth where it's like, oh no, this is horrible. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you, You obviously also have you know, technical issues, transmission, so the quality of audio and video that you get, but also you only see those talking heads, so you never have the full body language. And let's say you're in a meeting of eight, ten people, quite common in team meetings at work. Usually in a real face-to-face meeting, you get the sense of whether people are actually with you. They catch your eye, they nod, or, you know, they're totally distracted and disinterested. It's impossible to get that. But we are cued into this. We need this. 
social feedback uh, in our interactions. So we try to, you know, second guess what is happening, which is absolutely tiring. On top of that, we have, uh, and it doesn't really give us the results we would need. On top of that, we have the Zoom etiquette of in large meetings, people going off camera, which, you know, in terms of saving on broadband and transmission quality makes sense, but it's totally unnatural. It could never happen in a face-to-face meeting. And it makes it even more difficult to know, who are you talking to? You know, what, what's happening with what you're saying? How is it received? And so forth. And this requires additional energy, but it's also, you know, it's not helping. It's actually just an additional burden. Uh, so that makes us very tired. Then there's also something very, you know, clunky about uh, the video conferencing. You need to yeah. raise your electronic hand because you cannot do this non-verbally. Otherwise, we do this by giving body signals that we would like to speak, for instance. You just know this. And the last thing I could mention is that the way the current software packages are set up, and I hope this changes following research like ours and others, you also see yourself on camera when you talk. Again, this is totally unnatural. We don't see ourselves in face-to-face meetings, speaking all the time. And this increase is something that is called self-monitoring. You become more self-conscious. You oh, yeah. you know, spend time thinking about how you appear, whether you're saying the right thing. It actually increases the control you try to exert over yourself. And again, this this takes additional attention and energy away. So there's very, you know, uh, very clear reasons why it is just by way of the technology, how it works, uh, why we get more tired. And did the study show then that it maybe isn't as effective for, you know, communicating as we once thought? It depends. I think uh, uh, what is really important in our study shows that as well is that you use the right digital media for the right task. So it always depends on what you want to do and the the goals you want to achieve. And you really should restrict video conferencing meetings, A, to smaller groups. So this is an absolutely crucial point because of what I already said. So, you know, the, the huge meetings, they're absolutely horrible. So try to break it up into subgroups who can meet smaller teams, but also only use it when you actually need to make decisions, bring people together to interact because you need the different experiences, viewpoints, expertise of different workers, employees and so forth to bring this you know, integrated. If there is no interaction needed, no joint decision making needed, it's actually wrong to use it, then you should rather provide the information everybody needs in a different form, in a written form, and then maybe have individual follow-up meetings, small group meetings for clarifications if this should be needed. And so one of the problems is that, you know, it's sort of, we are doing management after the fact. It's the technology that's there. There's not that much knowledge still around, and even before the pandemic, because I've been doing research in this area for a decade now or so, and supporting organizations in virtual management and managing, you know, work virtually. Uh, so this has always been an issue. Usually people just start thinking about it if it becomes a problem. But there's not enough yet conscious decision making of what I call media adequate use of digital mm. tools. 
you know the overall rule is uh, that you if you if you have routine tasks where you need to disseminate information assign tasks but actually you don't need decisions you don't need integration of perspective you use text-based media or you use intranet solutions repositories and so forth but if you need you know interdisciplinary teams management teams top level decision making or the social aspect you know chatting getting to know each other where interaction is is key is one of the goals then yes video conferencing if you can't do face-to-face. That's um, obviously really interesting for people who are working and I think if you're working in an office environment where you're still remote, I think that makes a hell of a lot of sense and I'm sure there's going to have massive impacts on people in university and schools as well because it was just straight to a uh, Zoom classes all of a sudden without any thinking and, and I know a few friends of mine are teachers and they just said it was absolutely hell and they just wanted to go back into the classroom because trying to manage, I imagine uh, teenagers, hormonal uh, out of control teenagers via Zoom would just be absolutely impossible. It's a big strain and I think, you know, uh, essentially the same rules apply for teaching how you disseminate information because a lot of it is things that um, ideally you shouldn't present online it should be the reflection it should be the tutoring it should be the feedback and so on that should be interactive where you can ask back where you can you know get the sense of where students stand and then actually for the information sharing and dissemination and the lecturing um, you don't need interactive meetings you can actually do pre-recorded lectures and much better to set tasks and let students work through in their own time which isn't easy either but rather than have them in those big Zoom classes or or whatever software you're using. And was there anything else that you found while you were studying this, like on age or gender? Yeah, actually, we had no differences we found regarding age or gender. Uh, A lot of people ask this. It's an important question. We find that younger people, just like older people, can really take to the digital world or not. It's not really so much an age issue. But we did find differences depending on whether you already have previous experience with remote working, then it was less tiring and easier how high your digital literacy was, that is, you know, measuring uh, how well you're acquainted with using different digital tools and media and software. Obviously, that helps, so there's an effect there. And also whether you, you know, how well set up at home in terms of equipment, did you have good, you know, a good screen, a good computer set up? Do you have dedicated home working space that also helps you detach because you ideally have a you know a separate room to to work from, or at yeah. least a proper desk and so on. So all of that helps. Uh, so one final piece of advice, and if you could give one thing to maybe um, people or organisations or you know even universities that are just maybe overdoing it on the video calls and the Zoom calls, what would be your your one piece of advice now going forward? with the Zoom calls and the remote working? Yep, you can do a couple of very simple things. Uh, ideally, agree with your supervisor and boss that I think uh, you, you can do yourself. One is taking regular and a bit more breaks. To, to compensate the, the higher you know uh, the higher demands and the higher cognitive depletion of remote working and, and digital um, tools so I recommend 15 minutes every two hours uh, it seems 
possibly a lot, but it will, you know, replenish you and you will stay more productive. Also try to stimulate a digital commute at the start and end of your day, like, you know, a walk around the block, just 10 minutes at the start and the end of your day for 10, 15 minutes. It'll do wonders for your mental health. Okay, great advice there. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for your interest in um, our research. Yep, and hopefully we'll put an end to more Zoom calls um, rather than having more in 2021 who knows anyway on the way next are you able to see without your eyes well a new experiment is after making monkeys see things in their heads without needing to use their eyes that and the latest from the world of tech and the future on the way next year in room hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.